Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Off Probation with your host, Paul Calvani. Thank you guys for uh, listening. You know what I'm saying? This is the third episode of season three um, where we changed it up and it's now about probation stories. Um, Me being on probation myself, I know how crazy it can get sometimes. So I felt like, you know what I'm saying, everybody's situations are different. Everybody's got some new stories. So why not tell them on this podcast, uh, you know what I'm saying, so you guys have a great place to come and hear some crazy stories. I have my good friend and guest with me today, Matt. I'm not going to, you know, say say your last name just to keep it like whatever, you know what I'm saying, if That's you don't cool, want. Man. I mean, I don't really What care. would you prefer? I mean, you know what, people can know who I am, dude. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, all right, so I was on probation, dude, like, it's going on like 14 years now like since I when I was put on probation at 18 mm-hmm. I didn't get off that probation until I was 21 nice it was wow. only supposed to be 18 Holy months shit. but I ended up being from the age of 18 to the age of 21 three motherfucking years yeah yeah it sucked damn yep uh, but my name's Matt Ramsey um, welcome to the podcast thank you Paul thank ha- you have you ever done a podcast before nah man Dope. nah I've never done this uh you know, oh, you yes. you and I grew up skateboarding together and all that stuff. I mean, I and you know I used to record rap a lot and do mm-hmm. that kind of thing, but no, I've never done like a like this kind of deal. Dope. Well, um, Matt's been on probation and he's now off, as you heard him say. So I had him come on and he's got a good story or maybe two, hopefully, <laughs> to uh, share with us. Oh my God! My Why don't whole... you just take it away? Shit. My Start whole... with the beginning if it's good. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh man. Well. So I was facing three felony charges, um, uh, breaking, uh, breaking and entering into an unoccupied dwelling, uh, grand theft, and dealing in stolen property. Um, I had never really been in trouble before other than, like, you know, trespassing, misdemeanors, skateboarding, and all that good stuff. Like, just tickets, like, not, nothing, like, serious. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I ended up uh, going through the whole... The whole uh, rigmarole with detectives and stuff getting questioned, and, and they ended up charging me with these three felonies. And uh, yeah, so I went to jail, um, got a DOC probation. Uh, I was sentenced to 18 months DOC probation, uh, which I violated the first month I even walked in the door. They drug tested me. I failed. I went to Dude, jail. Dude, that's for... not fair. That is I not know, fair and that I they told, do that. Dude, I. I that's how you know every probation place is different, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of crazy how, like, sometimes you can get lucky. Like, well, me, personally, you know, they, they were just like, all right, well, the first time it's okay, but, it's, you know. Yeah, you are, well, that's t- the thing. Like, most people, like, they'll do that with. If you if you pop on a drug test for what I popped for was marijuana. Which is nothing. Um, what the fuck? You know, uh... Most of the time, they'll like be like, "All right, it's your first visit. Like, you got you have like thirty days to like come back and do a drug test, and if you pop positive again, you're getting violated." Well, mm-hmm. not the case with me. That's fucking bullshit, uh, dude. I walked in. I met my probation officer. She took me straight to the bathroom, drug tested me, uh, sent me home. I came back the next month for my next month's visit, my second visit. Uh, she told me to wait in the office, and uh, Palm Beach County Sheriff pulled up. Uh, came in, asked uh, where I was. They they got me. They handcuffed me, brought me to jail, and I sat in, there in the for, probation office. They yep. handcuffed you and just walked you to the car. Yep, yep. And uh, I I sat in jail for ninety days just to get a court date. 
for the judge wow. to say reinstate, what the reinstate his probation. What the fuck, yeah, dude? You waited months, 90 dude. days for a court date? Yep. So if you don't know, when you go to jail, you wait for, you know, to see a, a judge. And usually it's like well, you're sitting in there with a shit ton of other people and... You know what I'm saying? You know, the thing Mine is, was over a camera. I fucking... Me and the judge, it was a video chat. Yeah, no, I didn't get that. Um, it was basically, like, letter after letter um, telling me... And this is the fucked up part. I kept, like... I got, like, three letters. I got one letter each month telling me that I had a court date that month. And they put me on the bus, which I... I this is something I feel is really unsafe and, like, pretty fucked up. Is they put you on a, this big-ass, like, yellow school bus with, like, no air conditioning... And they chain three of you to a seat, sometimes four. Jeez. They chain your ankles to the, the seats of the bus Jeez. and chain you guys all together. Now, let me ask, like, if that bus flips or goes into a canal, like going down Southern Boulevard from Gun Club, I mean, because there's a canal on either side, what do you think is going to happen to all the people on that bus that are chained to the inside of that bus? Wow, we're all going to die. You know, wow. I mean, I thought that that right there is pretty fucked up and a good representation of, you know, uh, how they felt about us, like and our value in society, which was very, very dehumanizing. But that I, I digress. Um, either way, I got out after three months and uh, they reinstated my probation. I had to start all over. So oh, because you because you got positive for the weed. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I, so by the time I had gotten on probation, I had been 18 now. Like, I committed the crime I did when I was 17. Um, I didn't go to court until, like, after my 18th birthday, and I didn't actually get instated on probation until, like, uh, probably about six months after I had turned 18. So, three months, uh, three months in jail, and then reinstated probation. Now I'm, like, looking at 21 months. Does that mean they tried you as an adult because of Yeah, that? yeah, they tried me as an adult first try. They didn't care that what I did was when I was 17. They just cared that, like, well, I'm standing in court now and I'm 18. Yeah. So Damn, they They, they pulled me. all the technicalities yeah, on they, you, bro. Well, what the it, fuck? The fucked up shit was the first time, the first time I went to court uh, for discovery, the state didn't have, like, a probation offer for me. They had, you can go out to Belgrade for three years. And I was like... All right, that's like and Belgrade is in jail. That's prison. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, dude. dude. They were gonna send me to prison first try, dude. Like you know, and it. Look, what I did was wrong, but it wasn't like I was my first time ever being in trouble, and there was no consideration to my background, like where I came from, like what, like what led up to like me making these like poor decisions. It just was completely like just run him through the system. He's a number. Like, uh, what can we? What kind of revenue can we generate? Of mm -hmm. this person I mean that's you kind of get like you kind of like get the gist of it as you go through the system you get that it's not really about rehabilitation it's about um, you know basically it's a big racket you know it, it's just a money it's just a money generating machine and when you're when you're done and they feel like they can't milk you for anything else like you're free to go and, and you know I mean there's no recourse um, at all for the victims even i mean what what kind of recourse do the victims get you're talking about you, the person like yeah the person that i like committed these crimes against yeah. because there was a victim you know they, mm -hmm. like there's somebody owned this house somebody owned the property i took you mm -hmm. know there was a victim and i am what i did was not right it was poor judgment do you want to say what you did um yeah i broke into a house i uh stole a video camera 
Um, then I trafficked the stolen property to try to throw cops off my trail. Sold it, you know, basically. Yeah, and I ended up getting, um, did you like go like, were the people in the house when you took it? No, it was, uh, they weren't home and I knew who they were. Like I had known them for years. That is crazy, dude. Because I a, just yesterday I had somebody on the podcast that broke and enter into a house. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like you got way more charged. Well, Did you have a lawyer? No, I had a public defender. Okay. That's um, one thing. I. The, the whenever whole, you do a crime, I promise get a public defender, y'all. It's cheaper and, I mean, dude, probation sucks, but like... Or I, not a public defender. I'm sorry. Get a fucking lawyer. Well, yeah. Personally, sucks, I it's, think it's you cheaper. need to get a lawyer. It's cheaper and probation sucks. It's so, cheaper yeah, maybe a, right then and there. You seem like, oh, I won't have to pay for a lawyer. But, dude, it's not worth your life and your time. Yeah, dude. you can definitely fight your case better outside of jail. And you can do that better. You can, and you, you can, can make money. You can work. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Well, see, the thing is, like, the reason why I did what I did, which this is not, like, absolving myself at all. Like, I totally accept responsibility. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. totally wrong. Um, but... I had a falling out with this person who was uh, somebody I considered a friend of mine for about a decade. And I felt like uh, I'm not going to go into the details because I don't want to be slanderous in any way. I want to be respectful to the victims. Um, but I was done really dirty and uh, just I it what I felt I felt just a, you know a certain type of way about like how this like how this dude like just was able to cancel our friendship just on a whim over very superficial, like, reasons of, like, for his own gain. And so that's why I did what I did. Nonetheless, it was wrong. But either way, so I went through probation. After I got out after 90 days, I got smart, and I decided to start faking every drug test. Mm -hmm. So I was buying, like, uh, for $5 for just a Zephyr Hills bottle of one of my friend's piss that, Mm -hmm. like, didn't smoke weed. Shout out to that homie. Yeah, like, he's actually, it's funny, because he actually, um, he's pretty famous, and he, uh, he now, like, films, like, ads and stuff for, like, Nike and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I know you know talking about. Yeah, dude, like, we filmed skate videos together. He's a really super tight dude. He's one of my best friends. Shout out um, to that, dude. But, you know, he was, like, a big part in, like, helping me evade going back to jail, dude. And I remember he was so solid about it. He would, like, let me, like, leave the money in his mailbox, and he'd, like, go sneak it out, put it in his bushes, like, out front of his house, and, like, I'd come pick it up late at night. Just just a real solid homie, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, totally all-around good dude, but... So I get through probation, right? And I get down to the wire after all these years on this probation. Three years probation. Yeah, almost three. Yeah, almost three years. Like, while you're on probation, actually, like, for three years, I mean, you just went went into the place once a month and did your test. Dude, they would come to my house. Did you have community service? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, and I, dude, I faked every signature on my community service. Wow. Like, every single one and got away with it. Like, it was crazy, dude. And the way I pulled that off was, like... It was, like, my last, like, month of probation, and my officer told me, she's like, yeah, so, like, you have your restitution paid, and you have, like, all your other things done, like, you did your, your, um, Alcoholics Anonymous or Addicts Anonymous program that's mandatory or whatever, like, you passed all that stuff, they're like, but, you don't have any community service, and she's like, you're gonna have to really, like, like, focus on getting that done, because you only have one month, and I don't know how you're gonna get all these hours in one month. (laughs) So what I did was I got this the, the 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 login sheet printed out from her, 
and I had every single one of my friends that I could find it with different types of pens and color inks sign fake names and fake times and I submitted it and it got accepted wow, and I was fucking dude. stoked. But dude, how many hours did you do in a month? <laughs> all right. I don't remember how much it was. It was like 80 hours yeah. or something like crazy. And I was working full time. Yeah. And I was like also homeless at the time. What? Like I was, I wasn't, even, I was living in the woods in Abacoa, dude. Like oh sleeping. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, dude. I was fucking making beds out of pine needles and shit. And like sometimes like I, I would sleep on like the, the gazebos that they had out there, like on the nature what? trails. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, that's how I lived, dude, until my for boss. How long? Oh, for about a month I lived in the woods until my boss finally figured it out and told me, Hey, I know you're sleeping in the woods. Fuck, um, dude, just, like imagine that. Just sleep in the shop. Just that's sleep so in the nice shop. Him, like though. if you have I didn't a place. know that at all. Yeah, well that was Pam who owned uh, Pam never, Fincham who owned uh, Maverick uh, skate shop. You never that's told where me I was that. working. You lived in the woods for a month. Yeah, she was a really generous woman. Um, her husband Kent, uh, ex marine, he was a really generous guy. They had a son who uh, had he was around at the time. Yeah, the son uh, Sean, um, he was like one of my favorite people I've ever known. Um, he passed away um, from muscular dystrophy, but um, those people were really good to me in that time. I remember he actually came and talked to my elementary school when I was in elementary school. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah he he was a. Uh, just a really like smart driven dude and he was really even though he couldn't skateboard because of his uh you know his disease he he was really stoked on skateboarding and was super involved in it and his dream was just to have a skate shop and you know he was like probably one of the only people there that I worked with like you know on a day-to-day basis that like was very open to like my like perspectives and like you know my guidance or what I thought like would be good products or things that we could do for the shop and I don't know, they were just, like, good all-around people to me, dude. Like, I was all alone, and I was homeless, and, like, just working there as a skate rat, like, not really any direction in life, and they, they really, like, just did what they could, the best they could for me, you know? Yeah. But the crazy story, like, I think this is the most notable thing, um, out of all, the, with all that being said. Yeah. Is, um, my last month of probation, like I said, I was down to the wire, I had to get all these signatures, right? So I get them all. And I take the bus over to uh, 45th and US1. I skate all the way up to Tiffany Avenue, where my probation was. And uh, in the process, somehow, I had dropped my phone. Damn. My cell phone. On your way to your last probation visit? <sighs> yeah, dude. What the and fuck, dude? Fuck. Talk yeah. about the luck on so, that. So, man, I was so, like, fucking frantic about it. Like, you know, I don't remember why, but I needed my phone, like, badly that day for some reason. I think probably, like, to wait for her call to, like, give me the approval that I was officially off, but she needed to call me and do me a, do a follow-up, whatever. Well, so I'm skating up there with my last bag of fake piss, or, like, my friend's piss, like, strapped to my leg. You skated with it strapped to your leg? Oh, yeah, with a glove warmer on it, like, for, like, (laughs) skiing, you know, like, to keep it warm. Yeah, dude, and the glove warmer was scorching my leg. Dude, like... All the way up 45th to Tiffany, like the Mangonia Park Tri-Rail. Probably like a good three miles. From 45th to Okeechobee, dude? No, not to Okeechobee. Up uh, 45th, uh. like to uh, the high, like right across from the High Line, the, the Mangonia Park Tri-Rail. Like my dad, the neighborhood my dad like uh, lives in. Oh, right. like Northwood to there. Yeah, yeah, Damn, like yeah. basically like Northwood Hills. a couple miles. Yeah. So, um, either way, I get there. Probation goes good. I turn in my sheet. Um, she doesn't drug test me, dude. Wow. Right? So I'm like happy as fuck. So I go get on my skateboard. 
I'm leaving probation, like, thinking, okay, I'm going to get the call later that I'm, like, good as long as I can find a phone, like, or get my, get, find my phone, or, or, like, hopefully my phone's on the ground on the way back, right? Well, I started to leave the parking lot, and I'd ripped, like, the bag of fake piss off, and I'd thrown it in the dumpster. As I throw it in the dumpster, and I'm walking, like, out of there, my probation officer, like, I start hearing somebody calling me from, like, across the parking lot. My probation officer's, like, waving me down, saying, hey, I need you to come back. We need to do a final drug test. No! Oh, yeah, dude. No! Yes, dude. My heart is fucking pounding, dude, because I'm like, fuck, dude. I gestured away, and she's standing there waiting for me. I can't go in this, be like, hold on, let me go in this dumpster real quick. You know, like, I'm fucked, dude. I felt like, dude, I was like about, I like considered running. I considered just turning tail and fucking running. Well, I sucked it up and I thought, dude, all right, just, you got to think of something on the fly. Like, whatever you got to do, this can't be it. So, I walk back. She brings me into a little area where they're doing the drug testing. She's like, yeah, this one's just for alcohol. It's an alcohol swab. I'm breathing a sigh of relief because, like, I at that time, I really didn't, like, I wasn't a big drinker. I just loved to smoke weed. So, like, I was cool with, like, not drinking. So, obviously, I passed that. I'm fucking floating on clouds as I leave there. I'm skating down 45th on the mm-hmm. way back to the US-1 to mm-hmm. my bus stop to go back home to Lake Park to my mom's house. And um, I'm looking for my phone the whole way, right? Mm-hmm. And as I go over the train tracks over by where Connor lives now. Well, I'm going down, like, the train tracks right by that Walgreens, like, on my skateboard. I see this, this uh, like, Hispanic guy, like, immigrant guy, like, uh, you know, carrying his, like, uh, bag of beer from the grocery store, and he bends over. He picks something black and rectangular off the ground. I skate up to him, and I see it's my phone. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, dude, that's my phone, dude. I dropped it, like, and he's like, no, no, it's no good. It's no good. Like, starts, to, like, trying to, like, put it in his pocket, like, telling me it's no good. And I'm like, no, dude, that's, like, that's my phone. Like, I'm not fucking with you. That's my phone. I dropped it. Like, and he's like, no, no. He starts, like, trying to twist away from me. I just wasn't having it, dude. No, so I fucking yeah. grabbed his arm. <laughs> he starts fucking swinging on me, dude. Like, drops his shit on the ground, like, his bag of stuff. You just get off probation. Yeah, he starts fucking swinging at me, like, like going in on me, like, trying to keep my phone in his pocket with one hand and swing on me with the other. <laughs> I fucking grabbed him and wrapped him up and just started fucking, like, trying to thrash him around. Dude, this guy's clinging to, for dear life to my phone while trying to punch me. I fucking somehow, like, get him off the ground, like, while he's, like, like hitting me in the head and shit. And I fucking just powerhouse him, slam him on his back on the ground. I rip the phone out of his hand. He gets up and tries to swing at me one more time. I took a swing at him, and I, like, I maybe, like, grazed his chin or Mm -hmm. something. He starts, like, cussing me out in Spanish, and I'm just, like, I'm cussing him out. And I'm, like, fuck you, dude. But I'm happy because I got my phone. Fuck yeah. You know? (laughs) So, like, dude, yeah, it was just a crazy fucking day, dude. I had a fight, like, this this Mexican dude or Guatemala. I don't know what he was. He was one of, like, the day laborers that usually hang out on that corner that Mm -hmm. get picked up to do, like, contract work, you know? Yeah, one time I was... He was walking back from work from that little lot that they chill in, and he just... He thought he came up on a phone, but, you know, that was my fucking phone. One time I was in New York, (laughs) and I had, like, a half ounce on me and, like... I just, like, it fell out of my pocket, and I realized, like, a couple, like, seconds after, and I see somebody, like, going to pick it up, like, behind me, and I, like, ran so fast, I was like, yo, that's my fucking weed, 
like I was really nice about it at first, but I was like pressing, you know. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh, yo, that's mine. Like, you gotta. Be I like need that, that back. And like, I could see their face; they wanted to take it, but like in my eyes, like they could see that I was not going to let oh, them take that. Yeah, because they don't want. Well, <laughs> they were not the going to have a. They're not going to fight about Bro, it. Like it's they an weren't intimidation ready. thing, dude. If you show them that, like, yo, I'm straight up ready to square up. If you're gonna seriously take my shit. If you show them that shit, like, they're more apprehensive to, like, just, you know, they're going to probably just be like, all right, whatever, dude. I wasn't looking for a fight. I was just looking for an easy come up. <laughs> yeah, but if you run up on a motherfucker and you're just like, yo, bro, that's my shit. Like, and you show them that. <laughs> dude, sometimes, I mean, dude, I, I said that to this guy. I think it was the language barrier more so. Like, I mean, I don't, like, have any, you know, anything against, like, the dude. I just think, like, he, like, probably, like, was a day laborer. Probably like was regardless you know, of what he did for a living. He he thought he came up on a phone. It's yeah, whatever. he probably wasn't making a whole ton of money. And he finders thought, keepers. Yeah, it's you know? but then you know also you gotta make sure you get what yours. You know. Yeah, but the, the, the but the truth the truth of the matter was that was my phone, and he wasn't even trying to like he was like not even trying. He just kept telling me it's no good. Like no, yeah. this phone's no good. And I'm like, you well, I don't care it. if it's no good. It belongs to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, like nothing else with probation like no other calls no all right so i got the call um yeah i got home later that day and i got the call from my officer and she said congratulations you're officially off probation uh sometime in the next month you'll get a letter i got my letter got all my rights reinstated um i uh the good thing is i got adjudication withheld adjudication of guilt withheld meaning that like if i ever get background checks it comes up that like you know i was charged uh, with felonies, but it, it shows as a no conviction, and that's because I did my time on probation. Um, it's kind of like the trade-off. Um, yeah. But yeah, it sucks, dude. It's totally like a big money-making scheme. It's not. There's no rehabilitation aspect of it. They send you to this BS like Addicts Anonymous program, where you sit in a circle. And dude, like I'm like there for smoking weed, and there are a bunch of people there that are all shooting fucking dope, dude, like, with track marks and scars and have, like, chunks of their arms missing from having to, like, get, like, partial amputations and shit from, like, and they're still so addicted they can't stop. Like, and when, like, I was there and the counselor's like, what do you do? I'm like, I smoke weed. And he's like, well, you have to do something more or you wouldn't be here. And I'm like, nah, dude, like, I don't do pills. I don't do heroin. I just straight up smoke weed. All the people there were fucking laughing and telling me that, like, what are you doing here? You don't need to be here. Yeah. But that counselor there was trying to make me feel so bad. Like, I was, like, this, like, on their level because I like to smoke weed. Well, I feel like because it's their job, they probably just had to also, you know? Like, I remember when I was doing the... The, I had to go to a meeting once a week from some type of AA, you know, uh, with the therapist, and there was a group of 10 people who would also go there, and we'd have to do homework and shit, and uh, he would he would try to slide comments at me, you know, about smoking weed and, like, being a yeah. stoner, yeah, but, like, dude. in reality, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he called me stony baloney, and also <laughs> called me, like, uh, It's like, if that's the worst that they can say, like, and I'm sitting there listening to other people's stories, and I'm just like... And it makes you kind of appreciate, you know, that all you do is smoke weed. Yeah, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Bro, he was cool. straight up telling us, like, hey, if you guys, you know, you guys would, like, what would really help, like, for y'all to over, you know, if you're feeling like you, you're having a hard time, like, uh, you know, staying sober, just have sex. Just, like, find someone to hook up with and just replace <laughs> a drug with sex. 
And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, that doesn't sound like a good idea with a bunch of people who are just sharing needles with all these other people. Yeah, let's all get together and just fuck, you know? Like, I don't know what kind of diseases these people have. And he was even pointing at this young blonde girl from that was down from New Jersey. Dude, my for dude heroin. was always trying to like hit on the chicks. Listen dude. to this, dude. <laughs> he was like, he was pointing at me. He's like, he's like, look, man. He's like, you know, sit around. You just wanted to smoke weed. He's like, you know what? You could be doing. You could be with this. See this beautiful girl right here across from you. Just beautiful blonde girl here. You, know, you and her could just be, you know, just like hooking up and stuff. And I'm looking at she's like fucking grinning and biting her lip and like looking at me all like fuck. And dude, she got, you can see all the track marks and fucking like scratch, like the fucking how she's been picking at her face. And I'm just like thinking, God, no, like uh, I would not fucking touch this chick. That's terrible. Like, why are you, what are you trying to do to me, man? Like, no, you're not a good wingman. I wasn't fucking hyped on that. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I smoke weed. She's like, shoots dope, dude. That's like, we we can't vibe. <laughs> like, it's not gonna work. Real talk. And plus, like, I mean, any heroin addict I ever knew that was a female, um, unfortunately, like, from their addiction, which is very terrible, uh, a lot of times they trade uh, sex for, you know, those kind of drugs. And, yeah, it's just really sad, because a lot of these chicks, you know, they're beautiful, got a lot of potential, and they just destroy themselves, and... I mean, she was one of them. I don't mean any dis- like disrespect to her, but like, I totally wasn't about to like fuck this chick mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> you know? Do you have any other uh, anything else that maybe you want to add? Something you might have forgot? Something crazy well, that happened shit. on I, probation, or maybe something to end? Dude, with, if I tell, tell you another people. story, it's got to be like for another time. Like okay. honestly, because they're all like, kinda, like <laughs> very involved. But anything to leave the people with? Yeah, dude, yeah. Alright, so it's been I'm I'm gonna be thirty two this year in a few months. Um it's been about fourteen years since I was put on probation. And um I gotta say, dude, even even today right now, I can still feel the the you know, the ebbing waves of relief of getting off that probation. Like even just talking about it right now, that like the little like faint like you know, aftershocks, little tremors of relief that, like, still every now and then when I think about it, go through me. And it's just still a good feeling to this day oh, yeah. to know that I'm not on that shit anymore. Oh, yeah. That's how bad it was. Congratulations. And that's, like, 14 years ago, dude. Oh, yeah. So, thanks, thanks for, for having me, Paul, dude. On. Like, I'm, I'm stoked to be part of this project with you, man. Thank so. you. Oh, yeah. Hey, thank you guys for listening, and have a good one, and stay off probation. All right, yeah, peace.